Hello everyone, welcome to the Majors Messo podcast, episode 137. I am Gavin and I'm joined by Mikey, he's back again, and Craig's back with us as well. Hello. Here we go. Last time I did that, everyone left it and never spoke for 10 minutes. And then I was like, <laughs> is anyone there? <laughs> right, yeah. So we're, so we're here now, we're on a new episode. Um, literally got a list of shit we can discuss here. Um, but let's start with um, just asking how people are and how they've been. Craig, how have you been, mate? Yeah, I'm all right. Um, everyone in the hospital has, has got a self-testing swab kit. Oh, it's a kit. Sounds exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I suppose like a you know, test ourselves twice a week for twelve weeks. Wow. Mm. Damn, so, how do you first one tonight? How do you what do you do then? I talk us through what this. You know, it's not a rectal swab, don't you? Was <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't take it. <laughs> go, on, um, go on, what do you have to do? Well, at first, I thought you have to do your tonsils and then your nose, <laughs> but the booklet just says just do your nose. So, I was I was okay with that because I don't like to do my tonsils. Um. But yeah, I did my first one tonight. Uh, did the yeah, you're supposed to do the two nostrils. I had Leanne helping me because uh, I didn't want to do it myself. <laughs> so uh, I laid back and Leanne did the the nose thing for me. Le- Leanne penetrated your uh, orifice. Yeah, <laughs> and I can be a bit heavy-handed, so I was I was afraid I was actually punctured something up there. <laughs> Punctured something? Jesus Christ. You know, I might go a bit too far up or something, I don't know. <laughs> you just see it like a cartoon yeah. coming up past your eye. Yeah. Popping out your ear. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, she did for me. Uh, did all the stuff you're supposed to do and uh, came back negative. Excellent. So you get rapid results as well then? It was actually a fast, fast. All these little, uh, little things you put, you know, you put, you put a few droplets on it, and then uh, like a pregnancy test. Yeah, it's like that. It comes up with the line, <laughs> so uh, the line lands on the C. The C is like negative, so it went on the C and you know, came back negative. The, the C means you are a cunt. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that's mad, that, isn't it? That you've got to do do that yourself for twelve weeks. Mm. I'm not yeah. being funny, but I know some of the staff that work in that hospital, and I don't think they'll be able to do it on their own. Like little Mike, he was a little fella that worked there, and I, I just can't see him being able to manage that. No, he'll, yeah, that's get help off someone. But I mean, that's good. I mean, that, that's really good that they've come out with these kits. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Does it concern you at all, Craig? No, oh, really. Crack just gonna just do it and just move on, yeah. What made me laugh was that he came back from all, from holiday, jumped and done a podcast, and said he hadn't tested himself to see if he had it, and he was like, "I'll be fine." Um, he goes, "I've got none of the symptoms. Like I'm not like coughing or anything." And then for the rest of the episode, done nothing but cough. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah, like I generally, I, I generally had a freaking cold. Was like, yeah, cold, cold off song because on the plane, plane on the way back, it was freaking packed. Like, Did you have the bike. holiday shits? Uh, no. that's a thing isn't it like you, you go abroad and you're eating different food and there's I, I, I don't know they call it like they say different water and it's stuff the water, like that definitely. you end up with the holiday shit I think my shits were fine 
<laughs> your shits are always fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said, yeah. didn't he? But yeah, but over there, I was actually, I was actually eating fine. I was eating proper food. Yeah, I wasn't eating burgers and fucking greasy chips and all that and pizzas. <laughs> I was actually eating the pizza. The pizza that I was having over there was actually really nice, but I wasn't having any sloppy shits or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's definitely what what gives you the shits when you go on holiday. It's definitely the water, and a lot of people yeah. avoid drinking the water because they're like, "Oh, I know it's bad for you because there's different chemicals in it." That's the reason why. But a lot of people don't realise it's the ice cubes in your drinks as well, because that's made with tap yes. water. So if you've got ice cubes in your drink, you, just set, you may as well be drinking the water. It's the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's funny, because when we, when we were in Greece, we, we spent the entire holiday. It was a fucking incredible holiday. Um, spent the entire holiday, whatever, fine. The last two days of the holiday, I felt really ill. And I thought it was constipated. And again, I was thinking it was the holiday like changing the water, changing the food and all of that kind of stuff. So I spent the last two days absolutely constipated, excruciating pain. Flew home on the aeroplane, on the aeroplane, I got even worse, felt felt horrific. Came home and literally went to bed, went to sleep. Well, tried to go to sleep, couldn't. Uh, when, I'm, when I'm sick, um, I don't like to like disturb people like as I'm fidgeting in my sleep type of thing or, you know, fidgeting in pain, whatever. So I went and slept on the couch downstairs. Or, you know, I use the word slept loosely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my wife comes down at seven o'clock in the morning to check on me. And I'm like, I think I'm going to go to the hospital. Like, there's, there's some <laughs> previous to that, actually, we'd come home from the airplane. I would try douching myself and everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> I need to get this blockage out. So I tried <laughs> Amy's Grand's um, lacto- lactose. No, like she had these like orange flavored drinks that you swig and it makes you go to the toilet and stuff. Tried them, nothing. I I, th- I think now this was years ago. I think I even got a syringe and squirted olive like oil, olive oil or something up there. But I need to loosen this, get it out. Um, long story <laughs> short, I went to the hospital the next day, um, and it was it was suspected my uh, appendix. Wow. So I went in for the appendicectomy, which was going to be keyhole. It was going to be a tiny, tiny cut to get my appendix out. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I woke up a couple of hours later, and they've got like a seven-inch slit up my up my side. And they were like, yeah, it was necrotic. It's been dead a week. Whoa. <laughs> and it was nearly like they had to swill out all my insides. I had all the uh, the blood fucking problems they have with, you know, the infections in your blood and all that, but they didn't know. Like, I'd been, the whole holiday, <laughs> it had popped, and I just didn't know. And it was only as it got worse at the end was I, like, in holy shit mode. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> really, really crazy. Bad. I know. That's really bad. Like, yeah, so there's me injecting well. olive oil up my ass. <laughs> that's crazy. So, Craig... Craig, I've got to ask mm-hmm. about it. So they're talking about this vaccine now, and like it's going to be coming out, and like you know, next month apparently. And the first people up for it are people that work in hospitals. Are you one of those people? Um, yes. So are you going to get it if they if they say you know you're eligible to get this? Are you going to go and get it? Um, it's hundred percent. Well, it's not. It's not one hundred percent. It's like ninety four point five percent accurate. So, like, it's very close to being one hundred percent. I don't think they, they can ever make it one hundred percent. No. But that's as close as you're gonna get. Um. Obviously, they don't know the long term effects of it because it's new. But, you know. Yeah. I, it's See, it's now, safe. Hey, Apparently, it's safe. So. 
for me, I'm not an anti-vaxxer and I'm not a COVID conspiracist. But I don't want version one of nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how that it comes out. A load of people get vaccinated and then they find out like it makes you infertile or something. I go, yeah, I'm not going to have that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not, I don't really care if it makes me infertile because I'm done now anyway. Well, no, and, I don't. And that like, was a bad example. Yeah, no. I'm not, but actually, actually, if it did, sign me up because she's telling me I need to get yeah. the snip. And I really don't want to. And the only thing that's stopped me so far is COVID. So it's one of the plus points of COVID is that I haven't had to <laughs> even answer questions about it. But I know that once it all clears up, she's going to be on at me again to go in. So if it what, if it did do that, that would be great for me. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I don't want any more kids either. So that was a bad example. Yeah, but, no, uh, I know what you mean. Like, it's a point remains. If it makes your knob fall off, let's, let's say that. If your knob falls off, like, yeah, you yeah. obviously wouldn't want that. Um, but yeah. See, I, I'm... I'm last on the list because I'm younger and I don't have any underlying health problems and I'm not high risk. So I will be offered it last, which is fine because yeah, that means that people like you, Craig, are going to be the guinea pigs to, to let me know whether <laughs> it's something I should be I should get or not. So, um, all the high staff probably get a first. You know, domestics will probably be the fucking last fucking people to get. I don't know, mate. I think it's going to be everyone because you all work in the hospital. You're all there, so I, I think it's just going to be. You know they'll literally just offer it to all the staff, so you 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 can get it whenever. I think, I mean, it's something to think about and talk to Leanne about. But I I think you should get it. I think it's important, and I think yeah, it's yeah. the only way we're going to get any sort of control over this is via a vaccine. So, um, anyway, let's move on, and we'll move on to Mikey. Mike, what have you been up to in in the time you've not been on the podcast? What have you been up to? Um, I'm giggling a little. Uh, it's but it's dreadful. Um. I've I've been working hard the last few days. Uh, well, for the last few weeks, I've had a dreadful time with work. Um, I'm a, a software developer anyway, for, for any of you listeners who don't know. Uh, and I've been dealing with a lot of shit from work with that. Uh, previous to that, in October, my dad kicked the bucket. So I was also dealing with all of his stuff around then. Um, I was his um, next of kin, so it was up to me to deal with hospitals up to me to deal with funerals up to the insurance all of that works and obviously with funerals comes our sole family members and stuff like that uh but you know out the arse end of it now and and can look back at all the fucking hilarious stuff we did in the hospital when he was going basically when he when he went into hospital he's but it's gonna sound mad but my dad is like um we are one of those families that's horrifically inappropriate yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So like, so as an example of that, uh, I don't know. My dad went for a hospital appointment uh, a year or two ago, and the nurse wanted to give him a swab on his groin. Oh God! Test. Um, so he has to do it himself. Uh, so she gives him the swab, and he pulls his pants away from his his stomach uh, to put the swab in. And as he pulls his pants away, he goes, "Oh bloody hell! I haven't seen that in a while." <laughs> in front of the nurse. Uh, another time. <laughs> Another time we were, um, he had pan- pancreatic cysts from, uh, well, a cyst from uh, years of bad drinking before he, he'd, he'd quit alcohol, but he, he, the damage was done essentially. So I'm in this room with a doctor. The doctor's looking really serious and goes, um, you know, Mr. Wood, um, I'm afraid your, your cyst hasn't um, declined in size. You actually now have two cysts. And my dad goes, you mean I've got sisters? Oh, <laughs> no. 
This is supposed to be like devastating news. (laughs) goes, Oh, sisters. So, um, (laughs) but you know, as much as I say, like it's horrifically sad that he's died and and so on. And obviously there were very, very upset times with that. There is also the, the, our family tradition of make the most horrific giggles out of something so dreadful. And that we did in abundance. (laughs) He was in hospital um, the worst thing though, and he, this was even on the cusp of, like for me, you know my brother Martin, you know my Martin's uh, brother. Uh, I know of him, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know of him, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, this is on the edge for even me and Martin, and it was our other brother Graham. My dad had died. We'd spent three days in hospital, day and night. None of us had slept. It was horrific, but it was also magical. Blah blah blah. He finally passed away and we were all around him and we'd all done our crying over those last over those three days. So the moment he died, none of us cried at all. We just sat there kind of like, wow, it's done. And then quiet moment. And then my brother Graham puts his hand on my dad's chin and then like a puppet goes, hello, Michael, with my dad's mouth. (laughs) That's terrible. I know. I know, but like that's the kind of thing that our dad would have absolutely blasted. Yeah, his he would off. have. He, yeah, I, I know that of him. Yeah, he would have done definitely. Oh Christ! There's another one. All right. Okay. Yeah. So I've said previously we were there for three days, um, and so we, as we were obviously getting tired, some of us would go down to the cafe to get a coffee, or we'd go outside. I'd go outside for a bit of my e-cig, or we'd visit. You know, my wife had come to visit, and because of COVID, there's certain restrictions only. Actually, only two people are allowed in the room with him. But because there were three brothers, uh, she went to the head of the hospital and got approval for us, all three of us to stay with him. Anyway, so we come up with this rule that if one of us was out the room and things got serious with dad, like he was going to go, then we'd just me- message somebody, jumbled message. Don't try to type a, a well-formed message. Just message some random shit. And then we know to get up here fast. So Martin goes out and he's I'm like, right, okay, I'll message you if something happens. And then he goes out the room and brother goes, Graham, he goes, you should, you should message him something now, you know, so he comes bursting back in. So I'm like, all right. So I messaged Martin, run, bitch, run. So he comes bursting in the room a few minutes later. What? Like, joke. You know, <laughs> I've had the type of thing. Yeah, but not that bad. It wasn't that bad. It was literally like a few minutes later, whatever. So then my wife comes to visit like a day later. I'm downstairs sitting outside on the bench, having a smoke with my wife, telling her everything that's gone on. And then I get a bleep on the phone, which was actually an email. But I'd previously had a message sent from Martin, which said, fucking run. (laughs) So I'm outside. (laughs) I belt it through security, who's standing on the front going, do you know which ward you're going to? Have your hands sanitized? Have you got any mask on? All of that shit, I belt it past him. So they like had like chase after me, like fuck off, my dad's dying. So they belt it <laughs> up to the ward, chase down the ward. The nurses are like, what? I burst into the room and go, what? What? Martin goes, ah, ah. <laughs> so I, I'm sat down on the chair panting because I've ran for my life. Nurses burst into the room and go, what's going on? And I'm like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's alright. Yeah, and it literally just fucking had me off. Like the whole (laughs) hospital, like security, nurses, everything burst into the room, and it was it just had me off. Yeah, fucking. (laughs) Oh god. 
Oh, that's funny. I mean, it's just that it's how you guys obviously cope and like that's how we work. Yeah, it sounds like that being like that really helped get you through, and and it's definitely like oh, yeah. the same sense of humour as what your dad had, hundred percent. Like, so I obviously knew your dad as well. Like, your dad used mm-hmm. to do a lot for the band when I was in the band, and uh, he used to be all like sound man. He used to always do the sounds, the shows, yeah. and like uh, one of the ba- <laughs> one of the band members was really bad at singing, and uh, we were st- we were essentially stuck with him at the time, and. Uh, we didn't know what else to do, and your dad used to turn his mic down. <laughs> He'd know exactly, <laughs> to just, just switch it off. <laughs> so we'd get up and we'd sing, and then after every gig, we go, oh, we sounded great there. And your dad was like, yeah, I've turned him off, that's why. <laughs> he used to just turn him off. It was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. But we used to pick us up and take us to and from rehearsals as well, and the, the stuff that you used to say in the car, so funny. Yeah. He was a really funny yeah. guy. Yeah. That's funny stuff, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear about him passing away, but uh, that that was that was a funny story. There's there's loads more. I just can't think of them right now. <laughs> loads more. <laughs> Excellent. Right, let me just have a quick look at my little list. I've got a list here. Um, yeah. Which tells me what's on the agenda. Um, we're not going to make it a long episode, but yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So um, I've put up my Christmas lights now. I know it's very early, and it's it's only because of COVID. Like we have, we don't have a Christmas tree because we buy a real one, and obviously they're, they're not available yet. But we did put up the outside lights and the blow ups. Um, when I say blow ups, I'm not talking about fatty patty. I know we said we weren't going to mention it, Craig, but I had to get it in there. Um, but I've got like a blow up Darth Vader and a blow up Lightning McQueen car from from Disney's cars and. Uh, it's obviously for the kids and stuff, but we put all our stuff up. So my question is, when do you guys put up your Christmas lights and stuff? I'll let you go first, Craig. <laughs> uh, well, well, I, I, I can never be asked with the lights, with the Christmas decorations and shit. For God's sake. But, uh, do you own any? Yeah, yeah. Um, we have put our Christmas tree up a couple of days ago. So the tree's up in the front room. Uh, there's one. Did you sit there watching while she put it up? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For yeah, sake. She's been used to it, and she's she's one of them that uh, well, that goes there, that goes on that branch, and all that. So I just leave it to it. <laughs> so uh, the tree's up. There's one decoration up on the fireplace at the moment, and we're going to get more out uh, over the weekend and put some up. So you put lights up in the window as well. Um, well, on the inside, so it kind of like uh, it goes through the blinds, so you can kind of see it. Yeah. Through the I know what you mean. Yeah. What about you? <clears throat> huh? I said, what about you, Mike? Oh. Um, we put our tree up about two weeks ago, um, and basically we bought a new tree. We have we use you know one of those fake trees. We had the same fake tree for about ten years. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just starting to get dire. So this year we spent out 150 quid on a new tree, and it looks quite realistic. But it comes with the lights, and it's got holly—not holly. What are they? I don't know. Some fucking cherries or something, acorns <laughs> and everything. It's got all these kind of like things still on it. As soon as you unwrap it and fold it out, so it looks amazing out the box. Literally out the box. Fold out the sides. Plug it in. Done. <laughs> and it was it's amazing but we've had it out for quite a while now yeah excellent have you put it up early because of covid or just it's just when you normally do anyway 
the wife's normally pushing and I push back. For me, I'm a typical bloke in the sense of it's a December thing. December hits, get the tree up, fine. I'm all right with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, COVID had had an impact on it. Um, definitely. Like, so, so much so, like the other day, uh, not yesterday, the day before, um, Radio One, it's a radio station in the UK, a massive radio station in the UK. Um, they did a public vote. They had a phone in of like, I don't know, 10 members of the public to vote whether it should they should play a Christmas song yet or not. Um, and I wasn't too arsed. I was just driving the kids to school, not arsed. Um, and anyway, the vote won. So they're like, okay, we're playing a Christmas song daily. Um, what's it going to be? This last person on the phone, all right, okay, play the Mariah Carey one, um, all I want for Christmas, whatever it is. Not arsed, driving the kids to school. Drop the daughter off at school. They start playing Mariah Carey. And I started tearing up. And I have no fucking idea why. (laughs) It was the most ridiculous experience of my entire life. Like, I don't even particularly like the song. But as soon as it kicked in with the little bells, I was kind of like, my eyes teared up. And I was thinking, fucking hell, what's this? (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Yeah, there's a station here that, like, um, after Remembrance Day, it just it changes to just Christmas music. That's all they play. They don't play anything else. No talking. It's just Christmas music, song after song after song, which is really nice, and we play it in work. So as soon as that comes on, that's kind of everyone's cue to, like, yeah, you can get your decorations out now and if you want to. Normally we wait until the 1st of December, but, like I say, we're just for a little bit a little bit earlier this year just on account of the kind of year that we've all had. But uh, it just cheers people yeah. up to see, so that's why we did it. Anyway, do you think there's much of an argument? Sorry, to, to sideline it then. Do you think there's much of an argument for um, like people getting, or, or even yourself, getting fed up of it by the time it actually gets to Christmas? You go fucking hell! I've heard these songs now on repeat for the last four four weeks, probably or three weeks. Yeah, yeah, probably probably the songs. Chill. Yeah, the songs definitely. Um, as for Christmas, I don't think so. I mean, I'm done with it after Christmas. As soon as Christmas is done, Christmas Day is done. Uh, my decorations are down, and the reason for that. It's not not because I'm a humbug like Craig, but it's because <laughs> if it snows here, you're fucked until like April, because your your lights get buried yeah. in the snow and you you don't want to be digging them out in the snow, especially if it rains after and then it freezes. You, you can't get them out; they're frozen in the in the ice. You just can't do it. So if it's a nice day yeah. on Boxing Day, that's what I spend the day doing is taking down everything. The tree stays up until after New Year, but the the decorations outside they come down because I don't want to be leaving them up. Our next door neighbours leave them up here, like they'll leave them turned on until bloody April, and it's like, what are you guys doing? It's fucking April. What are you doing? I'm in a fucking t-shirt here. What's going on? <laughs> it's mental. Um, right, we're gonna go through now to we've got we've got a quick ad. I'm gonna play now. This is an ad that uh, Cove Boy Bertie, who's one of our like regular guests, he hasn't been on for a while, but I got I asked him if he would do a jingle for us, um, which is essentially just an advert giving out some information uh, on the podcast. So we did, but he's like made it like three minutes long. I just wanted like a quick little thing, and he's like, he just basically just let rip, and he's done a really good job. But it's a, it's like three minutes long, so we're gonna play it now anyway. This is from uh, our friend Cove Boy, um, aka Bertie, and we'll be right back. And now, you've been waiting for. Just believe in me. Oh boy, I'm sorry, but you're not a man. To Evan and Welcome to 
finally. Cold boy has come back to Major Smash. I am Cold Boy, Dinoclan rapper. You hear me sometimes with the Major's Mess Hall podcast, which I'm here to talk about today. I just want to thank each and every one of you, the fans, supporters, subscribers, followers, people who have liked and shared and promoted your page, or even shared your Twitter, or even their SoundCloud, where you can check out all your favorite episodes, including some of the Trailer Park Boy actors, such as Jonathan Torrens, Bernard Robichaud, Mike Smith. You can check out one with the great John Dunsworth, or others as well. So, if Trailer Park Boys are your favorite kind of thing, check out SoundCloud and Major's Mess Hall. Thanks for being such great supporters over the last five years. Without you guys, it wouldn't be the great podcast that it is. So, give them a round of applause, give them some love and support, give them some thumbs up. I want to say thank you to all of you, the boys and girls, the men and women who did that, who took the time to help out, lend a hand. And we also want to thank you for buying our merchandise. Check me out at www.majorsmesshall.com. Thank you for all the merchandise that you have bought over the years, folks. Make sure you keep buying your merchandise as of today, because we still have lots to sell. So, buy your mugs, your t-shirts, your face mask, buy your stickers. Let's get this on to go, folks. Let's get everything sold. And if you have a little time, make sure you donate to the Patreon, please, and become a Patreon today. And if you can donate a little, help out to their Patreon. So, thank you to everyone. And uh, this is Cowboy saying, thank you for making me a part of your podcast and having me on. I hope there will be more to come. Until then, keep rocking. Okay, right, we're back. Um, so, something quite sad happened in our house on, I think Monday it was. Yeah, it was Monday. The family hamster passed away. Oh, shit. I know, I'm glad that was your reaction and you didn't laugh. Craig didn't give a reaction, but Craig, what were you thinking when I said that? Oh, to be honest, I can't forgot you are a hamster. Oh, okay. I was thinking how devastating it was. You know, I'm just glad it wasn't your dad. Okay, well, <laughs> for fuck's sake. Well, when it did die, I didn't try and make it speak. Let's just say that. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So anyway, so first of all, it it wasn't the family. I mean, I said it was a family hamster. It was Alice's, my daughter's. It was her hamster. She didn't give a fuck about it. And no one else did. And. It was annoying, to be honest. Like, I was kind of waiting for it to die because it was getting on my nerves. It was just there. And, like, it lived in the bathroom because it was too loud at night time to be in air room. Like, it was just a pain in the ass. Its wheel broke, so it didn't have any exercise. I tried to find another wheel to fit the cage. I couldn't find one. So all I had was its hamster ball, which it used to go in. But it was just it was just annoying. But when it died, I was really sad. And I was sad because no one gave a fuck. Like the kids, when the, when the when the fish die, the kids get upset, like physically upset, and like they really they cry and they're upset. But the hamster died; they just didn't care. And I felt really sad because I was like, "Why doesn't anyone care that this little life is ended?" It was just it was horrible. He was a bastard. So then the other problem was, what do you do with a dead hamster? Now, typically, like bury. in the UK, yeah, we bury stuff. Like you know, whenever we have pets, we always went around to the ground. Yeah, yeah. We always ran out to my granddad's and he'd bury them in the flower bed. He'd just, you know, whatever it was, snakes, fucking 
guinea pigs, whatever. He'd bury you. Rabbits. It, it's, it's like a fucking zoo down there, to be honest. He used to put everything down there. <laughs> and um, here, it was. I, I thought, well, I'll just do the same. So I tried <laughs> to dig a hole outside. I tried to dig six holes, actually, and I couldn't. Every time I get so far down, I'd just be hitting, like, rock. It's just rock. There's, you can't dig deep enough. So I was getting really frustrated. I'm like, what the fuck? And Dina says, uh, just throw it in the green bin. Now, the green bin is the, is the compostable waste. So it's just like everything that goes... It's not like a green bin in the UK. Like, your green bin here in Canada is used for all your food waste. And it's basically... And, like, you, you know, your grass clippings and stuff like that. Like, anything that's compostable that can be used for fertilizer goes in that green bin. So dead animals, they classify as that because it's all, you know, it all breaks down. It's, you know, it's worm food, essentially. So I didn't want to do that because it's like, well, oh, it's family pet. Like, you know, you wouldn't throw a person in there. So why would you do it with a, an animal? Like, you wouldn't put your cat in there. Or would you? What? <laughs> or would you? <laughs> um, so I didn't want to do that. I was just like, oh, it just made me sad to even think about doing that. So, but I didn't know what else to do. Like, what else do you fucking do? So um, we called the vets to ask about cremation because they, they do offer that service. You know, you can they'll cremate your animal for you. Two hundred fucking dollars to cremate a hamster. Two hundred. You can do it yourself on the barbecue. <laughs> I know. What you'd get off that is essentially what you'd get if you snorted a line of coke. Do you know what I mean? It's not. There's nothing there. You've just reminded me of the best part of my dad's death. Go on. Let's go. Let's loop back. <laughs> Don't tell right, me you did a line before he went. No, it's better than that, right? <laughs> Considering my dad's horrific humour, guess the date that we cremated him. Considering he died in October, late October, guess the date that we cremated my dad. Halloween? No, later. Later than Halloween. Uh, oh, oh, God. It was uh, Bonfire Night, the 5th of November. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I knew that. I knew it was the 5th of November. You told me. Yeah, so so we were at the um, at the funeral parlour place. Uh, the I don't know what to call it again. Funeral directors. And she goes, oh, so they've got the 5th of November. And we're like, fucking yes. We are cremating Dad on Bonfire Night. Yes, please, book it now, quickly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can do that. Apparently, you can put ashes in a rocket and send it off. Yeah, well, what we're actually going to do with his ashes, he was into flying the model aeroplanes, wasn't he? Like, scale, yeah, he was, like yeah. actual large model aeroplanes. We're going to fly him off a cliff and then drop his ashes. <laughs> actually, I'm he, not, he, I should you not. I will it. send a photo, if you like, of the aeroplane that we're probably going to use to drop his ashes. And you can tweet it to your listeners if you like. Uh, but yeah, so we are dropping his ashes off the edge of a cliff from an aeroplane, a remote controlled aeroplane. Yeah, he would love that. that that's exactly how, how he'd want to go. That's that's brilliant. But really sad about your hamster, mate. Fucking hell. I know well, I haven't finished yet. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so no anyway, um yeah. So we called the vet and it was two hundred dollars to cremate. I said no. Dean was like, Well we'll just we'll pay it because it'll make you feel better. I said, No, it won't make me feel better, that'll annoy me more. I'm not paying that much. And bear in mind, all this time what we're having this discussion, the hamster's in the freezer. Because there's nowhere else to put it. <laughs> So it's literally in the freezer next to the frozen peas. Like, what, 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 you know what I mean? What else are you supposed to do with it? And, like, it can stay in there for as long as it needs to because it's, you know, it's it's suspended animation. Right. It's not going to rot in the fridge, in the freezer. So, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's just not ideal, is it, when you reach in for a fucking bag of McCain's and there's a fucking rodent next to it. So, 
anyway, so I was I was getting really annoyed, and so in the end, I decided I'll we'll just put it in the green bin. So I was at work, I text Dina, and I was like, "The green bin come, they're coming for the green bin today, do it." And she's like, "Okay." So she did, and I put the hamster in a sandwich bag because I didn't want to just chuck it, you know, in the freezer on its own. It's got to go in a bag, hasn't it? So didn't want it to get freezer burns. So anyway, so we put it in this little bag, and then <laughs> that was a joke, by the way, and. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so she took it out and she and she texted me. She said, "I've done it." She said, "But I didn't feel comfortable opening the bag, so I just threw the whole bag in the green bin." I said, "No." I said, "Because now what they're going to do is they're going to they, there's a machine that separates any plastic that goes in that bin because you're not supposed to put plastic in there. There's a machine that will get rid of all that, and then all that shit that's plastic goes to landfill." I said, "So you may as well have chucked them in the other bin with with all the plastic and shit because that's where it's going to go." I said, I'm not happy you've done that. She said, oh, I'll go out. So she's running outside to go through the bin, to pull it out, to open the bag, to tip it out. So she did. She tipped it out. She put it in a box first and then put it in the green bin. So it's 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 gone now. It wasn't the ideal way to get rid of it. But, um, I mean, if you'd have told me about the model airplane first, maybe I would have uh, considered it like, but, you know, it's the way it goes. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to make the podcast too long. But I've got it. The death of your poor pet reminds me of another story very soon before my dad died. We were going to. I'll try. I'll try and tell it really quickly. But there's more to it. Essentially, we were driving. He he was really fussy with his food, and he, his diet wasn't good, and he lost a whole lot of weight. He wanted me to take him to Tesco. It's seven p.m. <clears throat> Tesco's uh, supermarket, like Walmart. Yeah. Uh, he wanted me to take him to Tesco. So it's seven o'clock in the evening. Um, we're driving up to Tesco. And on the way up there, we notice a seagull in the middle of the road. So I pull over real quick to take a look at it. And it's been injured somehow. It's it's literally sitting in the middle of the road. It's quite a large seagull as well. So we pull over. We go and take a look at it. And we're like, we can't leave it in the middle of the road. So we're going to have to move it. I'm scared to pick it up because I know the, the little fuck is going to peck my hand off. Dad comes waddling over slowly because he's struggling to walk, um, scoops it right up, moves it off the side of the road, and then we're stood there thinking, we can't fucking leave it here. It's going to get killed by a fox or something. So we ring up the RSPCA, uh, RSPBB, uh, which is Animal Welfare for Birds, um, and they, they say, yeah, we're sorry, it's too late for us to send somebody out. There's nobody av- available. Um, you, you know, you just have to leave it there. So my dad goes, well, could we take it home? and have you pick it up in the morning? Uh, and they say, we wouldn't advise you trying to pick it up and, and move it because they can be quite vicious, especially when injured. So my dad goes, okay, well, hypothetically speaking, if we happen to have an injured seagull at 9am tomorrow morning, would somebody of yours come and collect it? And I'm like, well, hypothetically speaking, yes, we would. And I go, okay, sound. So that goes, okay, pull the bed in the back of the car. <laughs> So we do that. And then we go back to his drop. Uh, uh, sorry, no. Then we go to Tesco. We finish his shop. And then we drive him home. Um, and then his, his partner goes, you're not fucking bringing that in here. So that goes, oh, you'll have to take it back to yours, Mike. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, I end up going home with an injured seagull. Uh, I put it in a, a really large cat carrier case that we've got all good, put some food in there, all good, wake up in the morning, the poor bug has died from his injuries. Um, So I'm like, fuck, okay, now I've got a dead seagull, what the hell am I going to do with this? That's like, chuck it in the bin. 
I'm, going, I'm, I'm not going to chuck it in my green. I'm not going to chuck it in my general waste bin. He's like, yeah, yeah, just chuck it in the bin. So what I ended up doing, and I felt fucking horrific for it, as I drove around for miles looking for a public bin. <laughs> it haunts me now. You know, the, the bins that are along the street. Yeah. And you yeah, get looking for a bin where there's nobody nearby so I can drop this seagull into the bin. And that's what I ended up doing. And I felt fucking horrific for it. Do but I don't know what dog, else you? I would have done. You could, honestly, you yeah. could have just took it to like Birkenhead Park and just flung it in the woods because it doesn't matter. I probably, yeah, I probably could have. But then I, I made it into this big, difficult thing, hunting around like a some kind of sex offender for a bin that's unattended. <laughs> Craig, what would what would you have done if you'd have seen that? If you'd have been on a walk on your own and you'd seen a seagull like injured, what would you do? Um, well, nothing. What? What? Nothing at all. Well, I don't got a car, so I wouldn't take it anywhere. I know, but I wouldn't you... really... could have carried it on your wing. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll probably, I don't know, try and pick it up and just put it safely somewhere. But then yeah. just, and obviously just let nature do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just pick it up and move it to like the side somewhere and just leave it. Well, yeah, I mean, just put it somewhere. No, I wouldn't like to have it on show because we get no beds around here. I'd probably kick the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's and true. that was all right. But yeah, that was that was the general idea, really. And and like I said to my dad, you know, if it survives till the morning, great. If it doesn't, it was probably going to get killed by a fox anyway. Yeah. So uh, either way, at least there's a chance it might survive. We we did it once. We found a bird. Remember that, Craig? Where? Well, fucking hell. Um, Agent <laughs> Road. Oh, um. Where's that? By the um, St. Anselm School. I don't know. Oh, for fuck's sake, it was a little I found, bit... I found loads of things when you go on walks, you and me. Yeah, I'm not talking about condoms and half-stumped-out cigarettes. I'm talking you know about what an mean? animal. Foxes, frogs, all that shit. Yeah, anyway, this one time there's a bird. Craig doesn't remember it. it. This might refresh his memory. I found it, and we thought it was dead. I actually think it was him that kicked it. He, like, no, well, not kicked it, but he nudged it with his foot, and it started to move. It was on its back. And it just it was flapping everywhere, and I was like, "Fucking hell, it's alive!" So picked it up, and it it seemed like it was all right. It just didn't want to move anywhere, and it turned out it, I don't know what kind of bird it was, but it was a fledgling. So it was a bird that was just leaving the nest, trying to fly, and it must have just hit the ground too hard and like knocked itself out of it. But it was okay. So I picked it up, took it home. It was quite late at night, so we just like kept it in the backyard in a little box. I put some like bread soaked in milk in there because yeah, I didn't know. I think I remember you taking an animal home, so yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, to be fair, mate, I took fucking hedgehogs and frogs and all kinds home, didn't I? But this was just, anyway. So I, I remember dipping bread into milk because I know like some bears will eat that, but again, I didn't know what kind of bear it was, so I just risked it. Anyway, the next morning, my dad woke me up because he got up early for work and he's like, you need to go downstairs. That thing's running around the backyard like a chicken. He's like, there's no, he goes, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, what, it's trying to get out. Like it can't fly and it's trying to jump. Oh, fucking hell, so I run downstairs and my dressing gown, and he's right, it's like literally running around like the fucking road runner, just go, trying to get out in the cupboards because it was locked in the backyard. So I got hold of it and took it to the park, and I walked in the park entrance there where it's quite quiet, there's loads of trees. Were you with me, Craig? Yeah. 
No, not that morning. I think I was on my own, actually. And I just, I, this is the weirdest thing, and this is why I love nature. I let it go, and it, like, it flew off a little bit and then, like, landed on the ground. And then, like something out of a Disney film, all these birds of the same species just appeared out of nowhere and, start, like, sat in tree branches looking at this other bird. A couple of them landed on the floor and were, like, looking at it and stuff. And then they flew off, and this bird that I'd saved flew off with them. It was the weirdest thing. It was like, I know, it was really weird. It was like so surreal. It was like they recognized that it was a bird that didn't have, that needed help. And they communicated with it in some way and said, come with us. And it joined the flock and fucking went off with them. It's the weirdest thing. And it happened so quick. It wasn't like, it took me five minutes. As soon as I got in the park, I was there for five minutes and left. It was that quick. So crazy. That's That's, that's nature for you though. It's amazing. Um, we're very quickly because we're, we're on thirty nine minutes now, so we're gonna we're very quickly gonna do a feature we haven't done for ages. Now this is a feature that Scott used to do, and it was only ever Scott that did it, which used to annoy me a little bit because I used to want to have a little say, but it was his like baby, and he didn't want anyone touching it and whatever. But now we're gonna do it because it's a mess all exclusive, so we're bringing it back. It is hit or shit. Now this is where we discuss a topic of any. It can be a film, music, electronics ex-girlfriend it doesn't matter but this is where we literally talk about something and we say whether it's a hit or whether it's shit so is it worth doing or is it worth not doing this is it now so and mikey's got the first the first object or the first um topic for this edition of hit or shit he's going to bring it up now what is it mike it's the x3 4000 mega dildo um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm only joking. Uh, this one is a movie, uh, a movie from 2015. Actually, uh, it stars um, comedy actor, typically comic and comedy actor Owen Wilson, um, who's most renowned for his uh, his, his funny. Um, what is it? What what's his, his noise? He goes. It's, wow. Um, wow. Wow. That's wow. it. Wow. 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 Um, yeah, yeah he's, he's known for his wow. Um, and so basically the, the the premise of the movie or the, the idea of the movie is, is supposed to be this um, like intense, I suppose, thriller, um, you, you might call it. Uh, it's called No Escape. Um, Craig, have you seen it, Craig? Never heard of it. Okay, neither have I. Never Carry on. <laughs> so it's called No Escape and it stars Owen Wilson. And the idea is it's this, uh, this guy uh, named Jack uh, who's played by Owen Wilson. He uh, moves to uh, a foreign country. I forget which country it is now. Um, and essentially, he's he works with this big American company that is doing some some water quality work for the region. Um, but then whilst he's there, there's this massive um, uprising of like a rebel uprising and a like chaos that kicks off. Uh, like a political uprising, essentially, um, against like these American organisations that are that are coming into their country and and doing, you know, stuff, and they don't trust them. Uh, so there's this massive rebel uprising, and essentially what happens is he's staying in this hotel, which is all paid for by the company he works for, and the the hotel ends up getting stormed by these attackers. But he's there. He's moved out there with his entire family. Um, so he's got his wife and his two young kids there with him, and the the, the general 
gist in the movie is how he escapes that there is no escape like he's you know surrounded by thousands of, of people very very willing to kill him with and, and his family with no questions asked and it's how he's gonna get himself out of that hotel and potentially even and hopefully even out of the country without being killed or his, his family members being killed well it sounds like it's probably a little bit different than wedding crashes so do you how <laughs> where, where do you rate this do you think it's a hit or is it shit well i would say like sounds immediate <laughs> I, I, yeah I'll, I'll read you the, the actual film synopsis that is that is on the internet right now you can go and google it uh, or you could use any other search engine if you want to be uh, unbiased. <laughs> but American businessman Jack Dyer, Owen Wilson, uh, wife Annie and their two ch- uh, two daughters arrive in Southeast Asia to begin a new life and his company plans to improve the region's water quality. The family quickly learns that they're right in the middle of a political uprising. Armed rebels attack the hotel where they stay in order to kill any foreigners that they encounter. Amid utter chaos, Jack must find a way to save himself and his loved ones from the violence erupting all around them. So how does that sound? If you were like, if you read that on Netflix, would you go, I'll give that a go? Or would you go, that sounds shit? I'd probably give it. Sounds like what? Sounds like any other film, like action, like a happy family and then terrorists come and the freaking guy has to save everyone. I want to see it because it's Owen Wilson. And I can't take him serious, so I want to watch it to see how he manages it. Yeah, so I would say that's the challenge. You go into this movie picturing Owen Wilson and it's wow. And you don't get that at all. You don't get the Owen Wilson that you're expecting. Um, I would say, like, for me, this was an eye-opener movie in terms of watching a movie with Owen Wilson in it. Um, I think, actually, it was a massive hit um, it's one of very few movies. Now, I might be on my own in this. Your listeners might watch it and go, what the fuck was he talking about? You know, shit all. Uh, but actually, I watched it, and at the end of the movie, both my wife, uh, well, myself and my wife looked at each other and just sighed, like, <sighs> chill. Like, it is fucking intense. So the, 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 I think the thing that makes it intense is probably the family impact. Yeah. That he's there with his family and he's got to get his kids out. Um, I don't want to really mention any spoilers, but yeah, don't spoil it. I don't moment... want to watch it. Exactly. Yeah, there's a moment where they're on the top of a building. It may even be the hotel that they're staying in, and the only way to escape is off the building, jumping off the edge. And his kids don't want to jump, so he has to throw them off. Shit. And. That was pretty fucking intense. I'm gonna have to watch so, it. So, uh, for me personally, it's a massive hit. And when I switched it on and we started watching it, I did not expect it to be. I did not expect an Owen Wilson movie, action movie per se, uh, yeah. to be any good at all. I was, I, I was expecting, wow, like, <laughs> yeah, that's all <laughs> no, shit. Yeah. So what's, it called, what's it called again? It's called No Escape. No Escape, right? I'm going to watch it. It's on the list. Craig, what was the last film? Highly recommend it. What was the last film you watched, Craig? Nutty Professor Two, The Clumps. The last film, probably the the new Witches film. Oh, that bollocks, mate! I turned it off. Shit! I know. I turned it off. I got. I literally got like probably about forty minutes in, and I was like, "This is really bad," and I turned it off. 
terrible. The original, the original was better. Well better. The original was way better. And it's that's on Netflix, the original. So fuck the new one. Watch the original. Have you seen Tenet? No. Mm. <clears throat> Let me watch this other one first. Maybe we should save that for another hit or Yeah, let's, do, let's save it and then you can tell us next time. Very quickly, I'm going to read out some... Ver- these are bad movie descriptions. So I want you two to try yeah. and guess what these movies are but from the bad descriptions. It's a very simple okay. game. Okay, we're going to go with this first one here. So think of big blockbuster films, because that's what they're going to be. Not going to be, you're not going to get no no escapes on here. These are blockbusters. Okay, <laughs> okay so the, the first one is... This is a hit or shit. No, no, no hit or shit. Well, they're all hits, but anyway. A boy gets kidnapped and sent to a school for special children. So just think about Pinocchio. that. Not Pinocchio. That's a good guess, ah. though, but he doesn't get kidnapped, does he? Well, actually, yeah, he goes to Pleasure Island, which is okay. Yeah, fair enough. Like, if you think about how the writer wrote that movie about boys getting taken to to Pleasure Island and stuff, the writer needs like speaking to. All right. Well, (laughs) a little hint is that it's not it's not a school for just boys. So it's it's a special school for children. Craig, any ideas? I know it. Are these like old films? Kind of, kind of old. Not that old, but you know. I know it. Craig. Have a guess before Mike jumps in. So what? Say it again. A boy, a, boy, goes to... a boy gets kidnapped and sent to a school for special children. Um, don't know. Mike. Harry Potter. Correct. Yes. Uh, yes. And I will say this: if you're if you're pulling a Scott, a Scott Powers and you've looked it up online, shame on no, you. No. All right. Okay. No. No. Hundred percent. Right. Okay. Next one, Craig. <laughs> That's the description of Harry Potter. Yeah. Have you seen yeah. it? It goes to a special school for wizards. You're a wizard, it's Harry. Okay, yeah. yeah, he was by Hagrid. Uh, fucking right, anyway, <laughs> next one. Just take them as literal as they are, Craig. So just... Yeah. Okay, next one. Kid comes out of the closet. So I'm going to give you a little <sighs> hint here. It doesn't mean gay, okay? It means exactly what I've said. Kid comes uh, out of the closet. I think I've got it. Anything, Craig? No. No. Mike? Just include lions and witches. Yeah, just say it, will you? Stop mucking about. <laughs> Lion, the witch, and the wardrobe? Narnia, but we'll give you that. The Chronicles of Narnia. Okay, next okay. one. Next one. Cultural... Appropriation in space. Cultural appropriation in space. <laughs> okay, maybe. If you get this, what, Craig? Independence Day. No. Mm. It's a good guess. Martian. No. no, that one's Avatar, which I I don't think anyone would ever get that. Alien films. Well. Can I mean no? It was it was Avatar, but I mean he did direct the second Alien film, didn't he, James Cameron? Yeah. So yeah, kind of. Um, okay, depressed office worker joins a cult and uh, destabilizes the government. It's a hard word to say. So, <laughs> depressed office worker joins a cult and destabilizes the government. Trump's presidency? 
so just think about that. This is an old film now, but it was like a, it was like a, when it came out, it was a big deal. Like it was like a, a step up from you know, like when Jurassic Park came out, it was like a cut above the rest. This film is the same. Oh, this is a good game. I'll give you another and clue. I'll give you another one. clue. There's three of them. Oh. Say the, say the statement Depressed again. office worker joins a cult yeah. and yeah. destabilises the government. Got it. I reckon. Craig? No. Okay. He's lost, he's lost all interest at this point. Go on, Mike. <laughs> if I'm right, I can promise you I haven't Googled this. If I'm wrong... I have Googled it. <laughs> and that's the truth. I, have, I haven't Googled anything. I'm joking. Is okay. it The Matrix? Yeah. Correct. Fucking yes. Mm. Honestly, Mike, if, if you were Scott, I would be like cussing you out now. So I'm I'm going to I'm going to trust you because I I know that you're not sneaky <coughs> like he is. So Surely you can you, tell you, by you my, do... my excitement. Do you know what got me? What? Um the office worker. Did it? See that yeah, would that would be the, the late, that would be the least part. vague for me. That's the, the anyway. Very quickly, we'll do two more and then that's it. We'll save the the rest for next time because there's literally fucking loads. I need I need to set I need to put my cam on so you can see my screen. We did I'm that Googling with we did that with Scott just because I didn't trust him, so he put his webcam on and he was properly annoyed. You could see him; he looked dead <laughs> sad. He was just like he had his head down because he was depressed. Anyway, and then shortly after he quit. No, anyway, um, <laughs> okay, next one. No, me and Scott are cool now. Anyway, um, where, where are we? Okay, man drives in a snowstorm to pick up nerdy son at the library. So a man drives in a snowstorm to pick up his nerdy son at the library. I, I wouldn't have got this one because I'm not that familiar with the film. I feel like the library is relevant. I don't think anyone's going to get this. Uh-huh. Yeah, Craig's abandoned it. You giving up, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's uh, the day after tomorrow. As that was really vague, I wouldn't have got that one. I don't think I've seen that film. Okay, no, next no one. It's shit. Next one. Um, <laughs> priest kidnaps. Yeah, sorry. Priest kidnaps child for cult and eventual marriage to. To politician twice his age, that must be to a politician twice his age. So priest kidnaps a child for a cult and eventually marriage to this must have been written by someone who doesn't speak English and eventual <laughs> marriage to a politician twice his age. If you didn't say priest, I would have said Borat. Oh, okay, the, the, this film. this is a golden one. This, this is so fucking vague, but it's golden. So I'll read it again. Priest kidnaps child for cult and eventual marriage to a politician twice his age. I could give you a clue, but it will re- I'll give it away. Okay. It'll give it away. All right, let's, before the clue, let's wait till both of us admit that we're fucked on it. Okay, Craig, then, try, mate. I was, just... I was about to say end of days on Schwarzenegger, but it's, it's, a, it's a woman that gets kidnapped. Yeah, no, it's, de- it's definitely not that. I haven't got a clue. Okay, I'm going to give you a clue, and I think you'll get it off just a clue. Okay? There's nine films. <laughs> Shit. Star Wars. Correct. So it's episode oh, It's episode it? one, Star Wars. I think that's brilliant. Priest kidnaps child for cult. 
So basically, yeah. like Qui Gon Jinn takes Anakin Skywalker to join a cult, which would yeah. be the Jedi's eventual marriage yeah. to a politician twice his age, which is which is uh, obviously Padme. Brilliant. That's a really good That's game. Good, yeah. It's Mike. There's a fucking shitload, so we'll save them for next time. But yeah, that was a fun game. So anyway, we are going to wrap it up. Uh, Craig, have you got any final words from you? Because we haven't really spoke much to you on this episode. <sighs> final words. New. How do you feel about this episode? And be honest. Yeah, it what? It was all right. It was all right. It was all right. Yeah. You prefer yeah. you prefer having uh, Mike on to Dan. <laughs> no. <laughs> Normally, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> no, it's not that. Normally, just... by this time, though, I'm tanked. I don't... Like, so, UK time, this is uh, we normally record around about midnight yeah. to half 12, 1 o'clock UK time. And I've started drinking at 8, 8 pm. No, no, but so listen. I'm normally tanked by this time. His reaction then when he went, mm, it, it wasn't anything about you, because I, I know this, and Craig will back me up on this. He doesn't want that to say no, no. He doesn't want to say anything bad about Dan, but I know he he, he chooses you. He just doesn't want to come out and say it, and that's right, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because Dan used to wind him up years ago, and and he and still does a little bit. But uh... I mean, I'm past the way Dan used to be. You know, Dan's all right, like well, you know, he's still kind of like you know, kind of annoys me a little bit still. <laughs> <laughs> bad as he used to be. Back he, then he was a the fact that you say that means you've got a decent relationship. He he cracked me up on the last episode because he was he, we were talking about like um oh god, I couldn't what what it was now, but we were talking about like being seedy and like doing things to wind people I up. And then like the Craig's Dan was saying that Craig's reason behind doing something is because he he, he likes to masturbate. And it's just the way he goes. Craig's a, Craig's a wanker, like, and he, but he didn't mean it. And like, Craig's a wanker, as in he's a prick. He just meant like Craig likes to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. American and Canadian listeners get that reference with the way you, with UK humour. Probably like, not. Calling so... someone a wanker doesn't mean necessarily that they masturbate. No, it, it means, means you're like a you're, bit you're, of a cut. Yes, <laughs> it means you are a prick. You're like you just you're a dickhead, basically, is what it means. But that's not what Dan meant when he said it. He meant it as you know, a masturbator. Yeah. And it just made me laugh the way he said it. Like you just because he was like stone. He's just like Craig's a wanker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just no need. Just stupid. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry about that, Craig. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap it now, and we'll be back for episode 138 in a couple of weeks' Woo-hoo. time. Uh, I'm not going to bother giving out the details because Bertie's already done that for us earlier on. But uh, you can't just go to majorsmessel.com and everything's there. And then the Patreon. I've said I wasn't going to, but I am. The Patreon's patreon.com forward slash majorsmessel if you want to de- donate to us monthly. Get whatever you can. It's uh, appreciated. And thank you to all our current patrons, of course. Anyway, we're going to end this episode with a song from one of my favourite singer-songwriters. And I asked his permission first. And he, he said, of course you can. He's been on the show before. His name's Daryl Purpose. And he's a fantastic, like, he's basically folk music, but he's a fantastic singer-songwriter, and I love his music. We're going to play one of the tracks from one of his albums, and it's called The Fourth Chair, and it's just a beautiful song. So we're going to end with that now, and we will be back for episode 138. Take it easy, guys. Awesome. Cheers, guys. Wow. Bye. 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 Wow.
Tonight we did it again Small square table, three friends No matter how long it's been I tell him my tales from the road He tell me about buying baby clothes We laugh about the way things go First chair, he's a friend of mine Second chair, she's pouring more wine And I make a toast, meal so fine In my mind, you're there In the fourth chair He and I would travel around Neither thought we'd settle down Now he's built a house in his old hometown Me, I'm still making my way Looking for one more time to play So How long you gonna stay? First chair, he listens real well Second chair, the story she tells It's easy for me to see how he fell But my thoughts dwell on you In the fourth chair Cold antique Stand alone Day creek Or a crack In that wicker woven straight back Food is clear to on the fire We talk till we get tired We pull out guitars And strum our fear Play my new batch of tunes Not the one I wrote for you You know that one that made you cry First chair is rocking slow Second chair she starting to show Get my things, it's time to go With one last slow, cold stare At the fourth chair The fourth chair